0: Good morning and a happy Tuesday morning to you. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. Coming up on today's show, we've got some college football playoff projections to talk about as the college football playoff rankings will be dropped for the first time on Tuesday night. Got some more notes from Saturday's game and some weekly awards we want to talk about here on Locked On Sooners. Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, good morning, Sooners Nation. This is John Williams, host of the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams, or you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners or on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast Thank you for subscribing to the show over on YouTube and making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single morning. And we got some college football playoff projections to talk about, most notably is the ESPN playoff projections. So I I get this sense and I have this feeling, and you may be having the the same feeling too, that there is groundwork being laid now for leaving an undefeated Oklahoma Sooners team out of the college football playoff. Now, a few weeks ago, I would not have thought that that was possible. Uh, I mean, I've talked about it on this show. I wrote about it over on Seward, over at Sooners Wire, and I was I just felt and I believe that if Oklahoma went undefeated, won the Big Twelve, that they'd be in. It'd be no no problem. However, you look at where what's happening, kind of like in the Big Ten with Cincinnati, SEC a little bit, it, it does bring a little bit of doubt to my mind that Oklahoma can get in, even if they go undefeated. Uh, a one-loss Oklahoma team, I feel like even if they win the Big 12 championship, I feel like they're going to be left out, uh, especially if, say, Michigan State goes undefeated or even if Ohio State wins the Big 10 uh, with just their one loss. And and I don't know why. I'm usually a pretty I'm pretty optimistic guy. I'm not generally concerned about these things. And I think it'll still play itself out that if Oklahoma wins the Big 12 undefeated, that they'll get into the college football playoff. But look at ESPN's playoff projections right now. And four of only four of their 11 kind of members that were writing on this or or casting their votes, so to speak on the college football playoff rankings put Oklahoma in the college football playoff. So that means the majority of the writers, the analysts over there at ESPN left Oklahoma out of the playoff. It's kind of baffling still to me to think about, but you know, it was for most of them, it was Georgia, Michigan state, Cincinnati, Alabama. Um, then you had Ohio State making some noise. You had um, – but but it was those four that were, that were generally the ones that were in landing on most people's lists. And I get it. Michigan State's win over Michigan was a huge win. Like, that was big, two top ten teams. It, it's one that's significant and makes a difference. It, it stands out. But, again, these rankings are a little bit subjective based on where teams were preseason, kind of generally what's thought of these teams historically – I mean, just because it was a good game and Michigan State won, I, th- I think that that doesn't necessarily mean that Oklahoma deserves to be left out of the college football playoff discussion. Um, you know, I, and I think it, I, and I do think that some of this will, you know, kind of correct itself as it goes because Oklahoma is going to have games against Baylor that should be a top fifteen team by the time Oklahoma gets to them. Um, Oklahoma State should again be a top fifteen, possibly a top ten team by the time Oklahoma plays. And Iowa State might jump back into the top twenty-five if if they're able to you know, win this week against uh, Texas, and so it, it does seem t- to trend toward Oklahoma making it if they go undefeated. My concern is that say Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship, are the is the college football playoff committee going to leave both one of those teams out? Are they going to leave Georgia out if? they lose to Alabama as dominant as they've been this season. I have a hard time seeing that. So it's two teams from the SEC potentially making it with one loss. loss. Um, And then you got Cincinnati. Cincinnati has been a really good team this year. They've got a win over Notre Dame. It's hard to not necessarily consider them because, yes, they play in the American Athletic Conference – but that's not their fault. They, I mean, the big the big east fell apart. They had to find somewhere to land. They're a future Big 12 team. They beat everybody on their schedule and they've beat most teams pretty handily. So they have a case to be in. Uh, and then you you got Michigan State, obviously. If they're able to run the table and win the Big Ten, a Big Ten conference that's been really tough this year and had some really good games, a lot of teams that have been ranked. And, and at one point in time they had four teams in the top 10. They were looking like the SEC. And if they're able to navigate that that conference undefeated, then they have a, a a case to make it into the college football playoff. And then even Ohio State, if they are able to beat Michigan State, beat Michigan, win the Big Ten, they have a case to make the college football playoff. Even though they have one loss to Oregon the first week of the season, they've been a very different team since then. And I mean, they'll have a case for it. Oklahoma, obviously, they'll have a case, too, if they're able to go undefeated, if this all works itself out, because they've been one of the top teams all year long. They've won all their games. They've you know, they will have beat. Hopefully they'll have beaten Oklahoma State, Baylor, Iowa State, Kansas State. You know, they're they're looking stronger by the minute. Um, It's just it. and, And then there's Texas. I mean, you can never discount a Texas win. You know, that's a a game they've lost in the past, obviously, in the past few years. And so being able to get out of Red River with a win, I think that that's significant, even if Texas has kind of fallen off. Part of it is you've you've kind of done you did some things to Texas. And now every time they play in the second half, they struggle. I don't know if that's an Oklahoma thing or if that's uh, just Texas. But um, I, I do have some concern that Oklahoma might get left out of the college football playoff. And I don't know if it's valid at this point, but the college football playoff rankings will be telling tonight. Of course, there's still a month left of the regular season and the conference championship weekend in the first weekend of December or second weekend of December. And so there's still a lot to, a lot to be worked out here. I just think that there's some groundwork being laid because Oklahoma is getting jumped in certain polls, getting jumped in power rankings by Michigan state going, you know, they're going from in some places like seven to two after their win. And it's, you know, they, they have a deserving resume, but are they, is the college football playoff committee going to leave Oklahoma out? I think, I think if the big 12 champion has one loss, I think they will get left out That's just my sense right now, unfortunately, even if it's Oklahoma state or Baylor, I just get the sense that, you know, the big 12 champion will have one loss or if they have one loss, they're out of the playoff, but it's, there's still a lot to be decided. It's still a lot to be worked out and who knows how this is all going to play out for Oklahoma. I still really do think it's going to be just win your games and you're going to be in um, it. that should be really what it comes down to. If you're a big 12 champ and you win all your games, you should be in. And that's why I'm so excited about the college football playoff expansion is that it will reward conference champions and it won't matter how many wins or losses you have. If you're a conference champion, you get in automatically, you got three losses, who cares, you won your conference, that's that's what matters. And then you have those at-large bids for those teams that were the second best team in their conference, or you know they were a group of five team that played really, really well this year. It just brings more teams to the table. It creates less controversy, I think, or less potential controversy having more teams in i mean if you're the 13th or 14th best team in the nation you can cry about it but not many people are going to feel sorry for you but if you're i mean I, I think if you're the fifth best team and you get left out of the playoff you do have a little bit more of an argument especially in a year like this when there's so many different moving parts and there's a lot more potential controversy for who gets left out of the college football playoff i mean this isn't like the ncaa you know march madness when they're you know talking about the 69th and 70th. 70th best teams in the country getting left out and this is a little bit different and so it doesn't necessarily water down the product it just it creates more excitement more energy and i think gets it right a little bit more and i think in a year like this now georgia is obviously i feel like they've been the best team in the country they're going to have the the best odds to win the college football playoff but um i think this is a year where it's pretty wide open otherwise that everybody's going to have a shot and who knows if Georgia is actually going to be able to have an offense that hangs with everybody else. Their defense is great. But are they going to be able to make enough stops to stop in Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, even the Cincinnati? Cincinnati's defense is pretty good, too. So that's going to be fun to watch. We've got, we got a whole month left of the college football regular season. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. And we'll continue to talk about it here on Locked On Sooners. But coming up next, we've got more notes from Saturday's game that I want to go through, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, my wife was listening to the show and she told me, Hey, you need to talk a little bit more about the defense. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the defense coming up next, but first I want to talk to you about prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I love it. And I know you will too. It's a leader in college sports, daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the power five, as well as mid major players. You might not have ever even heard of prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown all of your users, all of our users, can you get a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 by using our promo code locked LOCKEDON? PrizePix allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron points combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes passing yards in the same entry, and hey, you can win. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to be able to get your money out. So don't hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. And again, hey, thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe to the show, we'll be putting out daily shows like we do on the podcast side as well. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. So check it out, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, got a few more notes to talk about, especially on the defensive side of the football. Justin Broyles, I feel like is a player that has been really, really good this year. That might be obvious or an understatement, but his interception, I feel like is just kind of a microcosm of how his season has gone. With all the injuries that Oklahoma has had in the secondary he's been a real stabilizing force for them uh, just his experience uh, it, it's provided some value and you know he's not necessarily the 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 best player on the defense but he's been reliable and he's been steady um you know he had the interception but he also had uh five tackles in the game um for pro football focus and Sometimes, you know, we talk about Drake Stoops a lot of times on the offensive side of the football as a glue guy. And I think Justin Broyles is kind of becoming that for the defensive side because, you know, we were all really excited about Billy Bowman as the the slot cornerback and, and just seeing what he was going to be able to do for this defense because he's a great athlete. He's twitchy. He's got good agility. He's, he's a playmaker. He's got good ball skills, would be able to get the ball, you know, and create turnovers whenever he gets opportunities but the coverage skills just haven't shown up yet this year he's, he's struggled a little bit on that side of things where um you know just some of it was a size differential you know obviously the the quentin johnston game against tcu was, was a bit of a struggle but i think most cornerbacks are going to struggle with that guy that the dude's legit he's he's going to be a problem for the next couple of years um but with billy bowman you you want to see a little bit more improvement but maybe he's just not ready yet. And that's okay. Like he's a true freshman. I mean, we, we're getting a lot of great true freshman play this year from Caleb Williams and Mario Williams, Danny Stutzman, Ethan Downs. They're playing pretty good. And Billy Bowman's had his moments where he's played really good football. But, I mean, it, it's it's a long season. College football's hard. There's a lot of really good players. I mean, it's a step up in competition. Regardless of how many stars you have next to your name when you come to come to Oklahoma, you're stepping up in competition. The wide receivers are better than what you played in high school. And so week in and week out, you've got to consistently improve your game. And that's not to say he's not. It's just that there's going to be a few more struggles, especially on the you know when you're a defensive back in the Big Twelve. There's you're just going to have some some issues sometimes, and that's okay. I think he's going to be ready, and I think he's going to continue to be a a standout player for the Oklahoma Sooners. But Justin Broyles has really helped provide some some steady uh, play from the slot cornerback position, and I think that that's. You know, as much as Key Lawrence moving to cornerback was was huge for Oklahoma, I think the insertion of Justin Broyles as the slot corner has helped a little bit too. I mean, and he's been your kind of your chess piece. He's played some safety, played some corner, played some slot corner, and so Justin Broyles. I mean, we got to give a shout out to him because I think it's been a really good season for him, Um, and, and. all of the injuries has allowed him to really shine and, you know, you don't want to see guys get injured, but when you get a guy that hasn't really played a ton and he starts getting extended playing time, I think it, it's cool to see them really uh, thrive with that extended, extended playing time. So Justin Broyles playing really, really well. Also Pat fields. We talked about him a little bit on the show yesterday, um, just with the interception that he got, but I also think that just, just defensively, like he had seven tackles and an assisted tackle. Um, He's he's a good safety like he's not he's not going to be confused for like Troy Polamalu or maybe Roy Williams, but he's really good just a heads up player just smart player uh, does everything really, really well, Um, you know, he was nominated for a big award uh, due to academics and off field work. You just love this guy. I mean, he's doing a lot of great work in the city of Tulsa to just kind of help provide opportunities for for younger players uh, through a couple different foundations. And it's cool to see somebody using their platform and and their, their abilities. Um, You know, he's, he's getting a master's in business, getting some accounting, a a bachelor's in accounting at the same time, but he's using those skills that he's learning to help teach younger student athletes, high school student athletes, um, kind of money management, you know, um, skills, you know, how to budget, how to save, how to open, you know, just kind of the basic stuff that like you don't like nobody really teaches you you just kind of get out of school and you're like oh yeah that's that's how you do that i mean if you're if you're fortunate you have a parent that teaches you how to write a check or you know what to do how to deposit a check how to go to the bank like all those little things or how to budget um but he's, he's doing some of that and so i just wanted to i just wanted to mention that because oftentimes we don't know some of the things that these guys are doing off the field unless they're getting in trouble right um but he's, he's just a guy that just does all the right things on the field, does all the right things off the field. And there's a reason he's a leader on this team and and he's going to be successful wherever he goes in life because he just got, has that drive. He's just an intelligent guy. And, um, and he has a heart for, for others and a heart for the community. And so we love to see that guy just continue to shine. Uh, and then Deshaun white, man, he had a game and I failed to mention this yesterday, but he definitely deserved a game ball for what he did. Uh, he had eight total tackles and five stops. Now a pro football focus, um, they talk about stops as a play that results in a loss for the offense. So it's first and 10, the offense only picks up one yard. Deshaun white makes the tackle. That's a loss for the offense. It's based on like efficiency and success rate. So, success rate is the number of yards you sh- should pick up on first, second, third down in order for it to be deemed a success- successful play. So on first down, you should pick up at least four yards. If it's first and 10, you should pick up at least four yards. If it's second and 10, you should pick up at least six yards. Uh, if it's third and 10, you got to pick up all 10 yards for it to be deemed a success, successful play. So it doesn't just count tackles for losses or sacks or you know passes defended. But even if it's a positive play, but it doesn't gain the necessary yards for it to be deemed successful, it's considered a loss for the offense. So he had five stops. That's huge. Like That was, that was a, great, a great day for him. Uh, you know, the, the linebacker group has been a little bit embattled. You know, they've had some ups and downs this year, but I think they're really starting to turn it on. And, and some of it goes back to, you know, you get Perrion Winfrey and Jalen Redman playing well on the interior, and that's going to help um, everybody on the defense, and especially the linebacker crew, because if they're able to stay cleaner in the run game uh, because Jalen Redman and Perrion Winfrey are taking up blocks, then that's just going to help them to be able to flow better to the ball because they're not having to deal with that second-level offensive line block you know once the offensive line a lot of times they'll use the combo block they'll they'll get the defensive tackle contained and sealed off and then one of the offensive linemen will peel off and go to the second level and and try to seal off the linebacker uh, if they're not having to deal with offensive linemen at the second level then they can make their that makes their job so much easier uh you know we talked a little bit about nick bonito but let me just share five total pressures again uh per pro football focus the dude's just a pressure machine uh, consistently rates as one of pro football Focus's best defensive players in the country. Uh, and there's a reason for that. He's just always in the backfield, always causing havoc for the defensive side of the football. Um, and then, you know, for, for Deller and Turner, you man, he came back was back in, in the flow and led the Sooners in snaps. No big deal. 67 snaps. Uh, DJ Graham got 60 snaps. Uh, your defensive back crew, all you know, your starters all played more than sixty snaps. Um, anything else notable from Pro Football Focus here? You know, Caleb Kelly got the start at linebacker, which is really cool to see. I feel like he was he he was impactful. He was in the backfield uh, several times as well. Uh, and then Ethan Downs, you know, twenty six more snaps on this day. Uh, didn't get a, a pressure, but had an assisted tackle. Uh, it's I think this it's really exciting to see that. that Oklahoma has so many different true freshmen that are making plays for this team. Um, It's really exciting to see that the defense is going to have some really talented athletic players uh, playing for the defensive side of the football um, for the next several years. And all this experience is just going to help them get better and better. Uh, Really looking forward to seeing how they progress uh, through the rest of this year and then into 2022 as well. Cause uh, you know, looking like Nick Bonito, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Perry and Winfrey are probably going to go to the NFL, maybe even Jalen Renman. So they'll need some of these guys, these younger guys to step up and start taking on a, uh, a bigger part of the defensive puzzle, a bigger piece of the defensive puzzle. Uh, but yeah, it's such a great game. A lot of fun, a lot of fun things from it and really leaves us feeling good heading into a bye. Doesn't it? I'm uh, you know, it's always better going into a bye week off of a big win or off of a, a win in general, but one that, you know, anytime you get a 31 point win, you've got to feel good about yourself. And I think if you're an Oklahoma Sooners fan, you're feeling pretty, pretty good about uh, how how your team looks right now and and definitely their potential for making a big run over the final month of the season and into the college football playoff. Hopefully, hopefully they're in the college football playoff. Uh, but coming up next, let's talk about some weekly awards that were handed out to the Oklahoma Sooners uh, from various Publications. But before we do that, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is back. It's better than ever. They have a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just using our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Again, head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And hey, thanks again for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every day, but make sure you also check out Locked On Big 12 with our guy Josh Neighbors. It's all the Big 12 news you need in under 20 minutes or under 30 minutes with with Josh Neighbors. And we talk with him every single week in our Big 12 Roundtable. It's one of my favorite shows that that we do every single week. It's just a lot of fun. Um, those guys in the Big 12: Stephen Simcox from Locked On Horn Frogs, uh, Linda Godfrey from Locked On Pokes, and Josh from uh, Locked On Big 12. And hey, there's also uh, Jake Hatch from uh, Locked On Cougars of BYU. Uh, that joins the show as well as a future Big 12 member. Uh, we brought him in and, and it's just a lot of fun. We have a good time uh, talking about everything that's going on in the Big 12, which there's been a lot this week. You know, uh, Gary Patterson and TCU decided to part ways. And that's it's such a hard thing, man. It's been a guy that he built that program to what it is. I mean, they, they don't get into the Big 12 without Gary Patterson and what they did uh, when they were still kind of what was used to be considered a mid-major program or mid-major conferences in the WAC and the mountain West. Um, but there's also one of those things that it, it just hasn't really worked out well for them the last few years. They just haven't played well the last few years. And this year in particular, they're, they're, they're just not a very good team. Their defense has allowed 30 points and I think it was like five or six of their last seven games or five of their last seven games. And they've gone like two and five in those, in those games. And Uh, Just just not looking good. And, you know, if if you're TCU and you have Gary Patterson as your head coach, like defense is probably the thing that you have to have. Right. But they just haven't had it right this year or in in recent seasons. And you look at kind of the state of college football and what what helps you build a program um, the most consistently or even the quickest build uh, is having an offensive minded head coach you look at Texas, you can look at, uh, you know, SMU with uh, Sunny Dykes. You look at Oklahoma as an example. Um, but unless you have kind of one of those, those guys, that's just a great, great recruiter, like a Nick Saban, who is a, really a defensive minded head coach. You need, you probably need a guy like Lincoln Riley or an offensive minded guy to help you build your offense, to be a competitive team in the big 12. And then you hope to bring in a defensive coordinator that can, that can carry the load on the defensive recruiting side, because the thing that's going to be most consistent year in and year out is offensive production as opposed to defensive production. And so it, it'll be interesting to see what TCU does there. I think they had to probably get in, get in the the race with Texas tech because both of those guys, those teams are probably going to be competing for a lot of the same guys. And you know, Sonny Dykes out of SMU is going to be a hot name. Sonny Cumbie, you know, took over at Texas Tech. He could, you know, he's got some ties to TCU as well, if I'm not mistaken. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. You know, does TCU go with another defensive defensive guy? I, I doubt it. I think they'll probably try to lean offense this time around. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see. So we'll probably talk about that on Locked on Big 12. But, hey, let's talk about some weekly awards. So Caleb Williams was awarded the Offensive Player of the Week. Again, this is the second time he's won the award. Uh, He was named the Newcomer of the Week with his uh, performance against Texas. Mario Williams won the Newcomer of the Week award this week after going for five catches and 100 yards and a touchdown against Texas Tech. Um, Caleb Williams was also named the True Freshman of the Week by Pro Football Focus and named to their Team of the Week that they put up every week. So he was considered the best quarterback in college football for his performance against Texas tech, which again, if you, if you don't remember completed more than 70% of his passes for 400 yards, 402 yards and six touchdowns. Just an outstanding performance there by, by uh, Caleb Williams. And I think we're going to see some of these guys end up on some hall American lists as well. Uh, real quick. I want to go through some big 12 power rankings with you. Um, Kansas number 10, Because they're Kansas. Texas Tech, number nine. These are my power rankings from Sooners Wire, by the way. TCU, number eight. West Virginia, number seven. Texas, number six. They lost to to Baylor, another fourth quarter collapse. Kansas State jumps up to number five after beating TCU 31 to 12. Iowa State drops to number four after their loss to West Virginia the Baylor bears now in my, my big 12 rankings last week had them at number two. And a lot of this was due to some of the chaos that we had with that second tier of teams. You know, we had uh, Iowa state, Oklahoma state Baylor. They were all kind of jumbled up. Iowa state had just beaten Oklahoma state. So I had a hard time putting Oklahoma state ahead of Iowa state and Baylor because of that. But And then Baylor had beaten Iowa State, so I had Baylor 2, Iowa State 3, Oklahoma State 4. Well, this week kind of switched it around, and I I jumped Oklahoma State up over Baylor to number 2 because they beat Baylor. Even though they lost to Iowa State, Iowa State's got the two losses now. They drop back to number 4. Baylor's number 3 even though they had a big win over Texas, they they do, they, they do drop in my, my power rankings because they lost to Oklahoma State. So that's where that is. Oklahoma stays at number one because Oklahoma, you stay the king until you get beat, until you're the king no more. And we're going to find out more about where this team stands over the next month, because this is going to be an exciting month. I, I love good football, and I think they're going to get really good football. And this is going to be the true test to where this team is, because they're going to play some of the the best defenses in the conference and some of the best defenses in the country coming up over this final month of the season. And who it's going to be, it's going to be telling, are they a team that's ready for college football playoff contention? If they are, they're going to run through these teams. If they can get a few things corrected from their win over Texas tech, like the running game, I don't have much doubt that they're going to be able to win these games because offensively, you know, aside from, you know, Baylor's running game, Iowa state's running game, Oklahoma state's running game. Like the quarterbacks are, are pretty decent. They're good, but they're not so good that they scare you. If that makes sense. Like if you stop the run, you're going to be able to slow down those offenses because they their quarterbacks aren't going to be able to be consistent enough against your defense to, to win those football games for those teams. But Crazier things have happened. We saw Oklahoma State struggle with Kansas, so who knows? But I'm really, i feeling really good about this team now heading into the final stretch of the season after what they did against Texas Tech and with who they're getting back healthy, Uh, hopefully after the bye. Hopefully we get a Woody Washington back in the fold after the bye. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Again, thank you so much for for sticking around and joining us, for for signing up and, and subscribing to the show on YouTube. Make sure you drop a like, hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and Facebook Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at John Nine Williams and you can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at The Sooners Wire at com. Until tomorrow, have a great day. Boomer Sooner.